Hello, Hot Vibes. Welcome back. Welcome back to... Uh, oh, that's right. Welcome back to Sense8, episode three. Smart money is on this guinea bitch. Yes. Yes. This uh, this has one of the scenes that... This has one of the first scenes that made me go, oh, shit, no, I need to pay attention to this show. This is this is fucking sick. So, yeah. what did you what did you think overall? I liked it. Anything confusing? <laughs> um, The only real thing I'm confused about is that sometimes with the cluster or whatever like sometimes mm. they can see each other and talk to each other or sometimes they become each other and they can't mm, i'll explain that a bit more later. okay that's the only thing that really confused me at times but like or sometimes they see like people who like the other person seeing or whatever so like that's kind of like the only like weird thing where it's like how do you know when that works or how it doesn't work or whatever mm. but um overall i think i understood mostly yeah. everything yeah i'll go into it a little bit more because i wrote down some notes for that um, but yeah, I, I, I see why that may be confusing because yeah. it is, they are kind of vague about it in the beginning of like how they do it and when they do it and if they know they're doing it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, it definitely seems like they don't know they're doing it, obviously, because they don't yeah. really know what the fuck's going on um, yeah. at this point. So yeah, but how was your week this week? How was my week? I, what even happened this week? Was it, was it New Year's this week? It was New Year's because we did New Year's Eve. We, we did it on New Year's Eve, right? Yeah, last we, last, last week, week, yeah. So it's the new year. Hello, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it was the new year for you guys already, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the new year's starting out interestingly, kind of. Um, it's supposed to snow tomorrow. So that's something. Oh, it's supposed to snow like crazy tomorrow, from what I hear. From uh, For us, it started like that, but now it seems like it's going to be more of a snow mix with rain. Okay, yeah. And it doesn't seem to be too much now, hopefully. So maybe I won't get called into work, which I hope is not happening. Mm. But we're recording it on Saturday in case I do. So hopefully that doesn't hopefully. happen. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's supposed to make us snow tomorrow here. It still says heavy snowfall expected on my thing. So we'll see how that goes. Um, What else happened this week? Oh, something for, for your present has shipped. So I was waiting for that to... to Ooh. So... So it should be here soon, and then I can jush. And the reason I'm saying jush, because I don't want to give too much away. Uh, so, um, but that's on its way, and then I can actually, you know, ta-da. Uh, but, yeah, that, that, that happened, so that's exciting. I started building my mom's Christmas present, which was the cat, the stretchy, the cat is yeah. like a stretching cat that's like Lego. It's more than I thought, <laughs> because it's like Lego, but it turns out because it's not Lego, it has an extra step. Which is, I've, I've, I've brought an example here. These tiny little screws. If you guys can hear this, this is how small the screws are. This is the kind of noise they make. <laughs> it's very, very tiny screws. Um, so far, I've only done this, which is the Ooh, cat's legs. feet stretching. Like, you can see its stomach there and everything. Um, but if you can kind of tell, there's, like, screws in some oh, of them. Oh, yeah. And empty space in some of them. So with every layer, I have to put screws in. With a tiny screwdriver, just so I did this for about four or five hours yesterday, and this is as far as I got. Okay. So it's gonna take a while. See, I thought you were gonna give it to your mom for her to build, or like you two to build together or something. I thought that was gonna be the thing. Yeah, she was like, she was like, I want to own it, but I don't really want to do it. And uh, she was like, maybe I want to do it. I'm not sure. So you, you go ahead and do it because I'm not sure. And I was like, okay. And I opened it and I saw these. <laughs> this is the smallest amount of screw color there is. Like this is white and it has the, probably the smallest amount of screws there is. 
there's two different sizes of screws as well. But I opened it and I found a package of like a billion little screws and I went, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to do this. <laughs> I don't think you want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to take 50 years. So I started it and I was like, maybe I can finish tonight. Five hours later, I'm like, no, I can't finish. <laughs> no. I need like a whole other full day to finish this. But kind of insane, but it's, it's cute. It's fun. Um, honestly, kind of, I like the idea of putting screws in. Like, it seems like a fun idea to get again. Like, if I'm ever bored and I want to start a puzzle, I would totally buy one of these. Hmm. Um, but it's super fun. And I swear to God, I feel like other stuff happened this week, but I just, for the life of me, don't remember. Oh, ah, this came this week. Oh, yeah, I, I know. So I was going to say, yeah, the friend shirt. I have, I do. I have the friend shirt from Bad Buddy. It says unfriend on the back, but I can't turn around. I've tried. Yeah. Um, I also got this shirt this week. This is probably my like one of my favorite shirts I got for Christmas from myself. Um, this is for my favorite K-pop song this year, which is "Shooting Star" by XG, and it's like nice. animeified. It's pretty pretty sick. Oh, that's cool. I like the right? anime style characters. Very cool. They're all in their outfits from the music video. I was like, oh, this shirt is awesome, so I bought that. And it's very soft too. I like it. The only thing that's not here yet, shirt wise, is horrible. <laughs> so I was gonna say, I was wondering why you weren't wearing that. It's still not here yet, but it does say it's now in the U.S., so it should be here soon. That's good. Which is nice. Um, what did I know of? Oh, yeah. I cut I cut my hand on tape again. <laughs> the ta- oh. Remember I cut my pinky on the again? tape? Again? <laughs> yes. I did. <laughs> and I, I have a permanent scar now, I can tell, from the last time. <laughs> Great. So that's fun. And um, I've now, this is a more shallow cut. I don't think you can even see it. You can kind of see a little bit. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I see it, yeah. Yeah. It was more of a shallow cut, but when I did it, I was looking at it, I was like, don't start bleeding, don't start bleeding. And then it came, I was like, shit. <laughs> I ran to the back. I was like, it's okay, because as long, uh, uh, you know, I don't think Brandon's here today, and he bandaged my finger last time, so I don't want to be like, yeah, I did it again. And I walked <laughs> back there, and he's standing there, and I was like, Brandon, <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> he was like, you shouldn't be allowed near the tape thing anymore. <laughs> Yeah, probably not. So this is pretty much healed. It didn't take as long to heal as the other one, and I don't think it'll leave a scar, but this one definitely did. But yeah, I injured myself again. Also, remember when I injured my toe because my cats were fucking around? Yeah, and I yeah. ran over my cord? It still hurts. <laughs> it's been weeks. <laughs> and I can't bend it well. Like, I can bend it, but it kind of hurts to bend. <laughs> Damn, okay. I think it's okay, but... I just, it's it's weird that it hurts to bend. Like Have you it, been it's icing fine. On shit? No, like because it's fine. It's like yeah, I swear to God, I swear to God, it's fine. And the scab isn't there anymore. And like I can walk fine. It's just when I bend my toe that I can kind of feel some pain. And someone mm. said that's because like bones in your toe are like really teeny tiny, so they take longer to heal or something like that. Oh, so maybe maybe that, it's but... just maybe it's just I injured like or bruised or, like a bone in some way, if that's possible. Um. And it's just taking longer, but yeah. I think that's it. Other than that, I don't think there's anything else that I was doing. Um, pretty sure. Yeah, I think that's about it. <laughs> if I think of something else, I'll let you know. But how how was your week? Um, I mean, yeah, New Year's. I ended up getting sick on New Year's Eve. That's fun. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a thing that happened. Um, cause I was gonna go out with my friends, and really. We were gonna. I, we, did, we didn't really have a plan what to do, but we were gonna like go out and do something because I never really did anything for New Year's Eve, and then I got you sick. Don't. 
I'm like, I, I can't make it. And they're like, oh, no. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's, so that's unfortunate. I usually don't do anything either. And I didn't do anything this year either. We just ate sausage rolls and watched New Year's Eve. Um, but I've actually, to build on that, my dad actually, <laughs> or family over in California, my dad finally tested negative for his second round of COVID of the month. Good. So that's good. But my stepmom was upstairs with a bacterial like infection thing. And so she was quarantining. And my sibling was also upstairs on their last day of flu quarantine. And my brother was upstairs uh, with flu quarantine as well <laughs> um, when he thought he had bronchitis. And so he got the wrong medicine for a while, so he's going to have the flu for longer. So everyone was upstairs quarantining, except for my dad, who was downstairs watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> on New Year's Eve. Nice. <laughs> I was like, damn, I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow. What a new year, man. Everything's yeah. going to shit already. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else happened. I mean, I worked. Yeah, me too. Um, oh, yeah, on your gift. Okay, on your gift. Oh. I just got an email this morning that Ooh. said one part of it is shipped. Oh. And will be here either the 8th <gasps> or the 18th. Oh, okay, exciting. <laughs> so, and that's only one part. There are three parts, so I'm waiting for the other there two parts. There are three shipped. parts. Yes, yes, it is a threefold gift. That aren't it's really okay. related in any way, but it's fine. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. They don't have to be related. <laughs> so there's that. I'll keep y'all updated on that. And then, yeah, it's supposed to snow tomorrow. Hopefully I don't get caught in the work. Hopefully it's not super bad. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's about it. I was having computer issues earlier before we recorded, but I don't really want to get into that again. Another thing that happened. I watched City Boy Log. Oh, Yes! Yes! <laughs> My God! Okay, it's <laughs> not a fucking expecting that. <laughs> it was—it's so good. That's insane because I was like loving it, and I'm just like, yes, oh my gosh, this is great! Ah, like, like they're so cute, and there's like, and I figured out what was happening relationship-wise. I was like, dynamic. I know what's happening. Okay, I yeah, well, I well that of, was pretty easy to figure out. I kind of figured it out like second episode in. I was like, okay, I think he likes him, but he likes him, and he likes him, and he doesn't like him yet, but he's gonna like it, and it's like yeah. the whole thing. But I, I no. Once it got to the ending, I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. I, the, the whole part, the whole time, I was like, "How are you gonna explain this away?" Like, there's no way to explain this away. Like, just randomly walking into the shower and hugging him. Like, how are you gonna explain this away? Well, it wasn't really hugging. Now that we see, no. It well, no. <laughs> it fucking wasn't, was it? No. I, oh my god. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it for anyone just in case you guys want to watch it. But I was just like, excuse me? <laughs> the end of episode 11 is something to watch and be like, what the fuck is going on? It's great. What it's a fun fuck? time. Trust me, you won't expect it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, hello. Um, but yeah, very cute. Uh, I'm going to guess that your favorite character is Gian. Is that your favorite Gian? I, don't, I actually don't know. <laughs> like, I, I haven't. I will say, I think I do like. Jian and Jaejun more like I think they're my preferred couple. Yeah, which is oh, shocking because they're kind of more the main couple, and you like a side couple. So. Well, it's yeah. I, I well, I think because I start off mainly with them, and I was like, oh, this is nice, and then the other two kind of get in, and I'm like, oh, they're nice too. But like, yeah, I think I started more with them. So yeah, um, I don't know. I I don't know if I really have a fit. I kind of just again, I binge all in like a day, and I was kind of like, oh, this is fun. Not really. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's possible. I haven't really thought about it. 
so. I remember there was one, I, I think it was one episode, I think I sent you that, or, like, when I was watching that episode or something. It was, um, Jejun and, what was his name? Start with a B. Yep. I don't remember it, but I know it starts with a B. I think it was Byukjun. Byukjun, yeah. Byukjun yeah, and Jejun, uh, they were, like, walking around Hongdae, and, like, they were like, let's go out, and I was like, oh, that's cute, and then they went out, and I was like, I've been there! <laughs> I was like, wait, I know that place. <laughs> That's playground. I love playground. It was so funny. But gosh, yeah, that was what a show, man. What an interesting show. I it's ran through so it fun. one morning. <laughs> so fun. Goodness gracious. But yeah, so I wanted to build on that because I forgot about yeah. that. But goodness. Yeah. It's it's this what a new year. <laughs> it's yeah. turning out to be so far. It's different, yeah. Yeah. I can you know what's funny is my cousin was like Everyone this year was like, yeah, New Year, woo. And I feel like I, I'm like, I feel like that's the general consensus lately. I feel like every year there's a New Year's Eve. It's starting to go downhill for everyone. So everyone just goes, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I saw someone say like, um, like 2025 is going to be their year. Yeah, I saw that. And I'm just like, yep. I saw that. They were like, well, I've already fucked up. 2025. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. Sense 8. Sense 8. Yes. Sense 8. I've done notes this time. Hey. I printed them. Oh, wow. You really did notes. Oh, yeah. I really did notes. Look at this. I have, like... Oh, you color coordinated and every... Oh, my God. You're I out. did. I did. You know me. I like I like to organize That's true, shit yeah. when I do like to organize shit. So, I've color coordinated every fucking page of this, and I've written down, like, specific stuff that I want to talk about, highlighted shit I want to talk about. So, don't you worry. I This time, there will be no fuck. Where am I? <laughs> Unless there is. Who knows? We'll see. Um... <laughs> Anyway, yes. Okay, so Sense Eight, Episode Three, Smart Money is on the skinny bitch, which I'm sure you remember where the title is in this. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a pretty obvious one. Uh, the next episode, also spoiler alert, not really, is also kind of obvious, but we will get to that when we get to that. Okay. Because I do want to talk about the next episode because whoa, I got shit to say. Um. Okay, so we start off with Will. And we're seeing more of what happened with Sarah mm -hmm. when he was younger. This girl that's just randomly appeared to him. And he, I think he maybe was there physically. I'm pretty sure he was there physically. But this time we're seeing Whispers, who was the guy that appeared to Angelica. And he's cutting open Sarah's skull, which is not great. <laughs> yeah. No, not great at all. And she says something very important. She kind of appears next to him. And she says, don't look at him. That's how he got me. That is a very important piece of information that you will have to keep. So brain. does he like travel through the eyes, like the either the soul or the, the door gateway or something of the of the mind? And then it's like, if he looks into your eyes, he like goes into your mind and he's able to talk to you. It's not him specifically. Damn it. Okay, fine. And this builds on the questions you had about the last episode. And so I will say, uh, you know, I'm going to say this now because Jonas does end up talking about it. I Maybe in the next episode, but maybe in the one after. I'm not entirely sure. Um, no, I do. Actually, I think he's in, in, in the next episode. Jonas mentions it. But I will mention it now because it's not necessarily a spoiler because she kind of says it here. But you asked in the last episode. Um, I was trying to explain that, like, not everyone can see each other. It's like clusters. People, If you're in a cluster... You can all, like, communicate and talk to each other. But if you're mm. outside of a cluster, you 
can't. And you're like, well, then how does Jonas do it and things like that? The thing is, if you're not in the cluster, you can only come to people once you look them in the eyes. So Jonas looked Will in the eyes when he saw him in the convenience store. And he looked Nomi in the eyes at the parade, which is why he's able to appear to both of them. Oh. Yes. That is how that works. So I'm kind of right with the whole either the gate to the Yes, it's not just him, though. It's everyone. So if you look at him, he can kind of appear to you wherever and he can kind of see where you are. Is that like forever or is it like a temporary time where it's like it works? Forever. Damn. It is forever. So once once you look into the eyes of someone outside of your cluster, you can kind of appear to each other and talk to each other and like people in a cluster do. There are limitations. Like you don't get like any ability. You don't get their abilities. You don't get to like see into their mind unless, you know, there's a future thing that I'll talk more about. But mm. you don't really get to see into their mind and everything like that. But you do get to see where they are. And you do get to communicate with them. So, outside of the cluster, that's how that works. So, that's why she says, don't look at him. That's how he got me. Because mm. she looked at Whispers. And then he was able to see wherever she was. And then he was able to find her, grab her. And that was done. That's how she died. Mm. So Also, side note. Every yes. time you say cluster, I want to say clusterfuck. You're oh, fuck because I was. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you you literally said like ten times, and every time in my mind I was like fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> like, after, yeah. I'm gonna say this right now. I'm gonna allude to it because I don't want to spoil it, but I do have to spoil it. But I'm not gonna spoil it. Um, is that's not you're you're not the first person to think that because I thought it first when I was going through episodes and going when we get to this point I'm gonna have to tease clusterfuck. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that to be funny. What the fuck? Why do the way I have actual theories, they end up not being real? But when I try to make a joke, it's like, oh, that's actually true. It's like, what? Whenever you, it literally, whenever you're like, you know what would be funny? I'm like, yeah, but you're fucking right, though. <laughs> what? God damn it. Fine, whatever. Okay, let's go. That's not coming for a couple episodes, but I will be uh, vibing you clusterfuck at some point in the future. Right. <laughs> and you will have to. Have fun with what that means. Um, okay. <laughs> I will say now, though, it's art. Um, oh. Okay. <laughs> it's just, well, just kiss. Um, <laughs> anyway, continuing on. So, Will is kind of like, he kind of flickers between his young self and his adult self as he's watching whispers continue to cut into Sarah. And he ends up waking up and he's in the hospital because, as we remember from the end of the last episode, he was in the car accident with Jonas where he rammed into him. So he wakes up and the nurse comes in and tells him that he was in an accident and that the cops uh, that were his friends and everything, you know, because he's a cop. Um, mm. She's like, they told me to treat you like a hero because apparently you caught a terrorist. And he's like, shit, Jonas. Because <laughs> now he's like, now he kind of knows something. So he kind of wishes that he didn't end up getting captured. So he's like, damn, he got captured. So he's getting ready to run out she's like I, he's like i gotta go and she's like no 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 because you've got some in- unusual brain activity you might have concussion he's like i'll bet i'll bet i have unusual brain activity it's yeah. weird in here and so he decides to run and check himself out that's something to pay a little bit of attention to or at least to notice is that she says wait you have some unusual brain activity this is what happened with nomi because she ended up passing out she went to the hospital and then they noticed unusual brain activity with her and now she's stuck there Mm. So, that's that's kind of how 
they get caught or how it's more easy for them to get caught as a sensate because they notice something really weird about their brain that they've never seen before. They're like, whoa, what the fuck is going on here? And then they call someone and then that's how Whispers kind of gets a... Yeah. It's an insight as to, ooh, you know what? I might have to go see you. Um, but moving on to Lito. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm interested to hear your <laughs> your thoughts on Danny. <laughs> Not much better. <laughs> Hopefully she gets better. I swear to she does. She does get better. I swear. I swear. I swear. Um, better is a lot a stretch, but like she does get you know less. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> At so at home, Lito and Hernando are watching a scene from Lito's show, and Hernando, because he would run lines with Lito, um, was like saying all of them word for word. He's like, <laughs> like he was reenacting the whole thing. It was super cute. Um, and he's like, Lito's like, please don't. <laughs> he's like, why do you torture me like this? And he's like, what? I have to. I run lines with you, and now I have to be here and watch Miss Thing ruin my scene. <laughs> like that's my scene. Mm-mm. So they're all cute and coupley and they're kissing. And then Danny walks in. Uh and she's like, Oh, you guys are so cute. And <laughs> they're like, Oh, why are you here still? Yeah, um me too. so she uh, she evidently has spent the night. She's been there all night. Um Yeah. Yeah. And Hernando's like, You really you gotta talk to her because mm, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, I don't do I have to talk? I can talk to her. I can talk to her. So evidently, Lito, this kind of is the first instant. The first thing you see about the fact that Lito doesn't really like to communicate. Yeah. <laughs> it, he's not good at it. Uh, and Hernando's way better at, at, at doing this. So. But then we cut to Riley, who is walking through uh, the underground. She's going to the tube. And she hears this blind man playing this tune on the keyboard and that ends up being the same song that her father used to play on the piano when mm. she was at home and it just makes her go you know what oh this is beautiful this is great i'm gonna give you all of the money that was yeah in from the drugs uh, part of me was like keep like a dollar or something so you can like go places but she probably has money from her own shit so i mm-hmm. i get that but she it's also tainted like that's true that's like blood money that's blood money and it probably would not feel good to keep that and but also i would keep it yeah i know but like part of me was like mm, i would i kind of need that money um yeah but she ends up putting all of it in this blind keyboard players um like money collection case and she ends up dumping all of the drugs in the garbage can like i'm mm cutting myself off from this i don't need the drugs i don't need the money i don't want to be connected at all yeah which fair because it's brought her a lot of shock and stress and panic true now we go to someone who we don't really see who we haven't really seen a lot of up until now um aside from the first episode which is caffius we get to see more into caffius's story and him and his friend jella who both run the mentatu together they are hanging out in a restaurant and Caffius is talking to him about when he was younger he wished that he was a zebra because they would have no responsibilities or worries he's telling his mother that too he's like if we were zebras then we wouldn't have to worry about our next meal we could just chew on the grass and it'd be fine and a side note also uh i love the sound zebras make because i don't really think about it very much <laughs> but they were like or something like that. 
It's like they sound like little birds. It's cute. <laughs> but his mother, and I do want to point this out, she's saying that she, um, as long as they're together, then only good things will happen to them because they have mm. each other. Yeah. And that really shows where Caffius gets his positivity from because he's one of the happiest people I've ever seen and or the most positive at the very least and he has that thing where he whenever he leaves the house he says I have a feeling I'm gonna have a really good day today and he definitely gets that from his mother because that's the quote she said there just reminded me of that he says that so his mother was a very positive person and is a very positive person and he gets that from her fully and Jell is joking around saying look like Honestly, absolutely. You could be a zebra, but like, you've also never had to deal with a lion. So, like, That's true. If, if you were a zebra, you'd have to worry about that. Also, side note, I have a question that I realized. I've had since the first episode, but I'm, I'll bring them now. Yes. How come we travel to so many different places in the world, but everyone speaks English? Is that like so just supposed to make it easier for us to understand, or are they like, are they speaking their language and it's just like English for us? Like, is that it? Okay. Yeah. No, the yeah, it's easier for us to understand. They actually are speaking their language. Okay. Um, but it's because I believe the people that made the show were English speaking people. So they it's in English so that everyone can understand. But they are speaking their own language because there are points later in the show where they'll like pop up to like other sensates in the cluster mm. and they'll just start speaking their own language and they'll be and the others will reply in their own language, but they can still understand each other kind of thing. So Okay. Yeah, that was just something I was learning about. Okay. That's what I figured, but just wanted to make sure. Definitely speaking their own language. We just hear it as English. So back with back with Lito. <laughs> um, back with Lito, Hernando, and Daniela. Um, Lito's like, okay, I'm going to talk to her. I'm going to talk to her. He goes over, and Daniela cuts him off talking about how she admires them, and she she's like, oh, you guys are great. And Lito's like, look, I'm, I'm trying to, like, mm. um this isn't like mm. and she's like oh i'm sorry if i got carried away it's just i love gay porn <laughs> that was the moment where i'm like she's not getting any better yeah exactly this was very much like it, it's it's very much in the realm of fetishization of like gay people um yeah and i i do agree with you it starts out this way with her it's very much ugh. um she gets way better though i promise okay. um, i'll wait I, not yet but <laughs> But some of the things she says are definitely questionable. And also, part of what we have to remember is that in different countries, homosexuality is on different levels of, like, acceptance. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, in Mexico, it's very much like, oh, if you're gay, you're not a man kind of thing. That's where, like, at least at this time period, it looks like it was at, at least in the show. I don't want to say in real life because I do not know the situation. But in the show, that's what it's portrayed as, as mm-hmm. the acceptance is not really there. So the fact that she is, even though she's fetishizing it, the fact that she's accepting it is pretty great because not a lot of people there do. So that's, it's a step. Okay. <laughs> it's a very small step, but it's a step. So she's, she's, she apologizes for that and everything like that. And Lito's like, it's not about that. I, and he's trying to word it but he can't so Hernando jumps in he's like look the thing is we don't want to live in beard (laughs) like yeah be a beard but like we don't want to live in one and she says oh okay so now that you've dumped me you were fine using me and so now you're gonna dump me that you're now that you're done using me and I kind of I I like this because they were kind of using her (laughs) okay sort of like they were (laughs) 
Like, but every time she tried to make a move, he would always say, no, I don't love you. I, my heart belongs to another. He never actually did anything to, he may have been leaning around to an extent, but not so much to where it was like, oh yeah, like, let's like make out and shit, you know, mm -hmm. like really, like it wasn't like that it was more just like a cover. Cause were they like quote unquote dating before? And it just like, but because every time she would try to make a move, he would be like, oh no, my heart belongs to someone else, which means that he was always keeping that boundary. And even in the public eye, he would always say like, no, we are just friends. Like, so I didn't really see it as him leading her on to an extent. I think it was more just like, like she was there. She wanted him. He, he, he kept making it very clear that he was in love with someone else. His heart belonged to another. He kept saying that every single time. No, and even the, actually. Yeah, he did. Ah. But she makes a move in the last episode. He, he's like, oh, no, my heart belongs to someone else. Yes, he said it once when she went to the extreme and came in drunk and touchy. That was the first time I think he told her that his heart belongs to another. He actually didn't say it to her before. He said it to that other girl in episode one, I think. Oh, but yeah, he, he, I mean, he still says it. True. But also to bring in your point about telling everyone that they're just friends. Um, yes, he did. He did say in the interview, oh, we're just friends. And she said good friends and all that shit. But he was also acting kind of flirty in the interviews to, like, imply that maybe there was a, like, I don't think, I think once he got pushed to the limit when she came in drunk, that's when he finally told her my heart belongs to another. But if he wasn't telling her that before, yes, she shouldn't, I'm being devil's advocate here. Yes, she shouldn't have pushed him and everything like that if he said no. But also he wasn't saying, he wasn't saying yes and he wasn't saying I'm in love with someone else until the very end. So I do see why she could have gotten like the wrong idea. But also technically this wasn't even this necessarily wasn't about the wrong idea. Technically they were still to an extent using her as a beard. Without telling her. To an extent they were. I mean I think with more just like the situation fell into their lap and they weren't really like they again he never made it so that he, like, admitted to liking her. He never said, oh, I love you. Oh, like, made out with her. He never really showed... Yeah, he was flirted with the camera and everything. But, like, you could also claim that as fan service, too. Like, it's kind of like that. Like, it's kind of like... Don't take it so seriously, I guess? I do see that. But I think also the argument can be made for the fact that she... When she says, uh, you are fine using me... I think it could also be construed as a non-romantic way using me. Like using me could incorporate a lot of different feelings. Like using me using me to be a beard, yes. But also I feel like it would have been better if they had at least in informed her of the plan, but also they couldn't be sure that she wasn't a homophobic asshole, you know? So Yeah. They were trying to be careful. So yes, that could be their argument, but also they were using her without telling her what they were doing. So she could yeah. be like, hey, what the fuck? Like, why are you lying to me kind of thing? So, But we but we also saw that even when he said no, and he did say my heart belongs to someone else, she wouldn't stop. Like, she was still all true. over him. Like, she, I think even if he did before this, even when it wasn't at the breaking point, she yes. still would have kept pressing it. She still would have kept trying. And it was almost like, yes, he was using her, but she was making herself keep being used by keep going for him in a way. I do agree with you there. She should not have kept pressing it. Yeah. She, sh she shouldn't have kept pre pressing it. And that's definitely worse. But I also agree that using her wasn't the best either. Because this isn't the first time they've done it. 
that because because as we know from like the last episode he says oh we should probably like get someone else now like they've done it before where they've had to like stop it with one person and start with another mm-hmm. so and we do see more in this where they actually like looked at her headshot and had to decide yeah. who to do so i do see i do see what you you're saying but i also see that like using yeah probably not the best yeah but i do see that hers was was worse definitely <laughs> um um but I do like the fact that she she says, like, oh, now you're done using me and everything like that. And Hernando's like, oh, I've said the same thing to him. I like this girl. <laughs> so Hernando does like her. And we see that later on when um, Lido's talking to her about, like, why they chose her and stuff. But we'll get more into that later. She says, okay, but can I just stay here for a, a little longer? Because appar- she, apparently she's hiding from her boyfriend, Joaquin. And she needs a place to lay low. Yes, a fucking maniac, right? <laughs> I mean, yes, but also on her part, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was... <laughs> like, I was watching that, and, and he's like, oh, well, what did you do that was still... Like, what Like what happened? And she's like, well, there's this guy who was, like, kind of all, all over me. So I slept with his best friend instead to piss him off. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen, you dumbass? Okay, but yeah, but he's also, like... yes. Oh, don't okay, get me wrong, so- I don't like him either. But if you know someone's bad and seemingly dangerous... And then you sleep with his best friend to piss him off? What do you think is going to happen? She's a little, like, um, what's the word? Like Dumb. I was going to say, like, chaotic and impulsive, but that works, too. <laughs> like, the fact that she comes here and kind of brings Leto and Hernando in it as well, like, into her own mm-hmm. issue there, really raised some red flags for me. Didn't seem great. Yeah, I do agree with you. I do, and there is something that is gonna. I hate. Oh God, because it's gonna happen, and you're gonna be like this fucking bitch. Okay, oh, there's, there, there's something that happens in a couple episodes, and you're gonna be like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Why do you like this woman?" Um, but it's 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 a thing. It's a thing. Uh, we'll get there. But um, yeah, no, she definitely is a very impulsive person and very chaotic. You can tell from that. But it's just. The comedic the comedic sip of the coffee after she goes fucked his best friend. <laughs> They're just like, Christ. <laughs> it's funny. It's kind of funny. It's so, it's so insane that it's kind of funny. <laughs> like, yes, she's insane, but I don't know. I kind of enjoy the chaotic energy. Um, okay. if you remove the fetishization, I kind of <laughs> enjoy the chaotic. <laughs> But yeah, that's where that story's going so far. Um, then we go back to Will. And he's going back to the police station to try and talk to either his captain or the FBI about trying to talk to Jonas. Mm. And he says no, because Homeland Security apparently has him on lockdown. Tells Will to go back to the hospital and get his head checked because you are <laughs> you are yeah. talking some weird shit. Like you can't obviously you can't talk to him. And he just assumes that, you know, he's just trying to make, you know, more fame out of him by trying to, you know, talk to him more and get some intel. And he's mm-hmm. like, dude, chill. Like, they're handling it. Leave it alone. And I think this is where we're Will starting to realize that he fucked up a bit. And now he wishes Jonas wasn't in custody because, custody because it kind of seems like Jonas is the only really, really the only one who knows what's going on. And he's now lost that connection. Although he does still kind of have it because they have made eye contact. So Jonas can pop up to him and talk to him when needed. 
and Will can go to him, but he's still learning that. So he's not yeah. sure yet. But then we go to Nomi, poor Nomi, <laughs> who is still in the hospital in San Francisco. And a surgical, the same nurse, the same surgical yeah. nurse who, who was in there before, comes back in and she's pr- she's brought several other orderlies along. And I'm like, this looks dangerous. <laughs> uh, yeah, as soon as I saw that, I was like, this isn't going to go well. This is bad. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you should, you should be in bed. It's safer there. I'm like, she's two feet from the bed. Who gives a fuck? Um... But she, Nomi's like, no, there's nothing safe about this. How, I don't know how this is legal. I don't know how this is happening in the 21st century. This is ridiculous. And the nurse tells her, look, just chill out. Take your medicine because you're going to be having surgery in 24 hours and you need to take your medicine. And she's like, mm, no, I don't, I don't think I'm going to do that. And the nurse tells her that she was instructed to use force if necessary as they start yeah. getting closer to her. So something is definitely off like this doesn't seem like normal hospital shit obviously yeah like this is weird she's obviously she has all her all of her faculties so this isn't like oh you're you can't take care of yourself so we have to take care of you kind of thing uh Mm. like she she, she's not you know going crazy it just seems that they've been ordered to do this but by who because this is probably whisper (laughs) exactly probably whisper but then we go back to Lito. Um, <laughs> what a storyline. So Lito and Danny are now out eating uh, at a fancy restaurant. And we do see, the, I think this is the same restaurant we see again later. But this is this is where we see it, um, them eating for the first time. But I will say later on, they do mention this as a like romantic kind of restaurant. So uh, this is more like a pro. Well now, well, now that she's in on it, I do see this as more like, like, promotion or publicization of yeah, their publicity. relationship. It's more of a romantic restaurant. So they're eating there on purpose to be like, oh, we're at a romantic restaurant. Look at us. Yeah. Um, to protect his other relationship. So Danny's saying that it may take a while for things to clear up with her and Joaquin and everything like that. Um, and as for the guy that she fucked... <laughs> Joaquin's best friend, um, says that they had words, and she's not really sure where he ended up. And Lito's like, mm, in a movie, um, whenever we say, like, oh, they had words, it means, like, a big-ass fight, and possibly guns were involved, so possibly murder. But she yeah. says he's apparently in San Diego, and he's fine. So, he's okay. We never see him, but... <laughs> So he's asking her about her relationship with Joaquin, and she says that um, she met Joaquin through her family. So apparently Joaquin is close with Danny's family, and that's how they first met. And her dad is in the, like, vague import-export business. Uh, So I would say drugs, but also anything else illegal. That's... That's the vibe I got because it's she said anything people want he imports and exports. Mm. So sure, it's all illegal. So she's from that kind of family, um, and she's explaining that she and Joaquin started hanging out casually, and then it became more serious, and he got very into her very quickly. But then she starts wondering why Lito picked her as his beard, and he said that Hernando ended up picking her headshot because she had kind eyes. And yeah. I I really like that. Like her, her Hernando's a very like passionate artistic person. So he, I I it's very in his character to be like she has kind eyes. You should pick her. Like I don't know why, but I really love that little detail. He thought you had kind eyes. Um, 
but while they're talking, some paparazzi end up coming up and taking photos of them together. And Lito asks if she's enjoying this, and Daniela says that it's the best part she's ever played. <laughs> yeah. So she's she's comfortable in the fact that she's playing a part now. So that's a plus. So then we go to Sun, who's in her office smoking, and her phone rings, and it's the same guy from Soul City Bank, Mr. Jung. Mm. And she's ignoring it once again. But as she's ignoring it, she opens the safe and pulls out that red folder. Yes. And in Chicago, Will is opening his safe at home as well and taking out a collection of clippings about Sarah. So they're both kind of researching right now and kind of looking at important pieces of documents. Mm -hmm. And we learn more about Sarah. She's a 10-year-old who kind of just disappeared. Sun takes out the file and it's the company's financial figures. And she's very worried looking at those. So what do you, what do you think is going on? Because we don't 100% know yet but i'm assuming something with the company like maybe they're going bankrupt or something's like falling through and mm. something along those lines that maybe maybe she's worried about oh. she's not happy about it um but it kind of makes her remember a childhood memory where her mother who looks very ill uh is asking her to take care of her little brother so that's and that will come back around many times throughout the show because it's a oh, big oh is her brother getting character. screwed over in some way with the contract thing, with the red folder thing. Like, maybe something's, like, his, her brother's being, like, cut out or, like, not getting fear, like, treated. That's why she's so mad. Or maybe, maybe it's her. Maybe she's getting, like, screwed over and it's, like, she's mad. I will say it has to do with her brother. I will say okay. that. So this, yeah, this is very important with her character. This, her, her, she keeps, she constantly goes back to this memory of her mother asking her to take care of her little brother mm -hmm. throughout her whole storyline. It's a very big catalyst for her character. And while this is happening, Will is flashing back to when he was a child. And so what happened is he wakes up because he heard Sarah begging for him for help. Now, I'm wondering if maybe they, like, crossed paths and made eye contact at one point, mm. and that's how she can see him. Um, but we do know that they don't have their full sensei abilities until they're, like, born, which is what Angelica yeah. did. So this is kind of just, like, a little, like, thing that happened. It's not necessarily, like... He didn't know he was a sensei yet. It's just because they were both sensates that he was able to kind of like connect that way. Yeah. They weren't fully born yet. Um, and he finds her sitting next to his bed and asking for help. And so Will ends up going somewhere and bringing the folder with him. But flashing back to Sun, her assistant comes in and tells her that Mr. Jong is on the line and that if she doesn't answer the phone, his next call will be to the authorities from soul city bank so that's that makes that that's another addition as to what the fuck's going on with that red folder. yeah so it has to do with the police evidently <laughs> mm. evidently um and so she's like okay fuck this so she goes to see her dad and his receptionist that he says he hasn't returned to the office yet and asks if you want to leave another message because evidently he hasn't been answering her messages and so she says oh a message Okay. And she slams her fist into the desk, breaking a piece off of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a fucking badass. <laughs> that was cool. That was very cool. I love her. Um, so she walks off after that. I'm like, what what a message. I mean, I would I would take that as serious. So back with Riley, she's waiting for someone to leave the pub. It's Shugs, who's a friend of hers. Kind of. Mm. 
and so she walks up to him and he's like oh my gosh i haven't seen you forever he tells the girl he's with that this is riley she's that dj i was telling you about and his girlfriend's name i believe is bambi she's from australia and riley says she's in a bit of a bind and she could use some help but she looks like she's choking up and she says he's like oh god are you okay like come yeah let's go let's go get a drink (laughs) so he seems like a good friend Mm. and bambi seems nice as well and so they go off go to a pub and then we flash over to kala who's arriving at work and her supervisor is talking to them about counterfeit drugs because they it's a drug company yeah and that will come that topic will pop up again in season two but it pops up a little bit in this season as well but more of the discussion about it pops up in season two so this is kind of like an insight a little bit or a little like easter egg as to what they're gonna Mm. end up talking about um and her friend is like why are you here your wedding's in two days like you should be at home like being ready or something like that (laughs) and she's like "Mm, no because as we know work is important to her and she's mentioned that before and she glances over at Rajan, and Rajan's looking at her smiling. And we kind of get, like, an insight to how the sen- the sensate bond is working a little bit, because Kala says that she's getting married, not lobotomized. I, I, I know that. I was like, hey, I, I think I saw hey. that. So she's kind of feeling, without really realizing she's feeling what Nomi's going through. And it's kind of bleeding into her everyday life. And her friend... <laughs> Her friend is like, well, I'd let him lobotomize me any day. <laughs> I was like, girl. <laughs> so, uh, he's Rajan is still looking over at Kala, and he ends up texting her saying, oh, two more days. And yeah. she's like, yeah, two more days. <laughs> she's like, not genuinely not like the happiest about it. Yeah. So, yikes. And then we switch over to Caffius, who... Him and Jella are walking around, and Jella's like, look, look, I'm going to help you get your, your drugs. How much do you have? He only has 800. And so he's like, fine. I will. I love a challenge. I'll try. And they go to meet Mr. Fuck Off. <laughs> yes, I saw that. <laughs> I love this part. Like, when I was first watching it, I thought it was hysterical. Because they walk up to him, and they're like, hey, what's your name? And he's like, fuck off. Because he knows that they don't have enough money for something. And he's like, oh, Mr. Fuck Off. Hello. And it, it in the wiki, it's literally just Mr. Fuck Off all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's no name. His name is just Mr. Fuck Off. I remember at the end with the credits, it said Mr. Fuck Off. It's Mr. Fuck Off. Literally, he has no name. His name is just Mr. Fuck Off. So Mr. Fuck Off tells Jella that they don't have enough money to buy his drugs. And he knows that. So Jella's pretending to call someone, being like, oh, you, you said this was the guy. Oh, it's the other guy. Oh, and he had dropped the money, too, to make him be like, look, we have some money. Mm. He's, he's finessing the guy. And... He tells him, sorry, we got the wrong address. We got to go to the other guy. And he's like, no, 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 no. I have the cleanest drugs. You come to me. And he's like, oh, all right. But I don't know. And he's like, look, look, what do you need? And Caffius is saying that his mother uh, has AIDS and she's not doing well. And apparently the counterfeit drugs are what caused the symptoms. So that he's getting counterfeit drugs is what was happening. Uh, They were just making her sicker. And Mm. he said it's... uh, (laughs) Mr. Fuckoff just says, oh, it's cheaper to let her die, <laughs> which is not great. And it definitely offends Caffius, who tries to punch him in the face, but yeah. Jella holds him, holds him back. And they end up bartering him down to the 800 that he has, and they get the medicine. That's good. And we are going to take a break here, 
And when right. we come back, we will. There's like there's a little uh, there's a, there's a little insight as to what is gonna like a little bit of foreshadowing, and I want to see if you noticed it. I will talk oh. about more of it when we come back. Okay. But there's some foreshadowing with Riley and Bambi and Shucks. So, threesome. It's a blink. No, it's a blink. <laughs> no threesome. No threesome. Um, but it's a blink and you miss it moment, and I actually didn't notice it until like maybe when I started rewatching it a month ago, and I was like, oh no. So I will go a bit more into that and see if you noticed it as well. So we will take a break here and we'll be right back. And welcome back to Sense8, season one, episode three, Smart Money is on the Skinny Bitch. We are back with Riley. Hmm. Her, Shugs, and Bambi are kind of hanging out in Shugs' place. And Bambi's sharing a story with them and she's like, being a bit ab- abrupt and like blunt <laughs> and Shugs apologized for saying that Bambi is Australian. She says something else, but like that's not a politically correct term anymore. So I'm not gonna mention it. But she says something akin to oh like I think she's like autistic or something like that. Like Shugs says yeah. and Bambi's like no, I'm Australian. <laughs> so Yeah. So she's very blunt, um very forward. And Riley's telling them that her apartment manager threw her out. And so Shugs says, you deserve a lot better. But that's not the case, obviously. We know what happened. Uh, She's in hiking. And we cut back to Leto. And this is all going to kind of uh, contribute to the foreshadowing I'm going to talk about in a second. Um, But back to Leto. He's filming another scene at the church. And afterwards, he's asking the director... Uh, about how his character should, you know, act because he feels like the character knows that uh, his friend is going to betray him in the script. Like, he feels like he knows. And the director's like, no, 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 your character doesn't know. You don't know. How could you know? And he says, as he's walking up the stairs in Riley's place in London, as he's looking at Shugs and Bambi, he says, but I do know. Which is something very interesting. So are they going to betray her? Quite possibly foreshadowing there there's some foreshadowing he's walking up the stairs looking at them going but i do know like it's very the thing so keep an eye on that i don't know i like that well i mean i like the guy the girl was kind of weird at times. yeah she's but yeah I, as she's i said forced. she's australian so i kind of yes. brushed off but <laughs> yeah um, i like him yeah. too i like him too but like this this is very interesting foreshadowing so we will get to that when we get to that but that is something to keep in mind mm. And when Lito reverts back, uh, the director introduces him to Joaquin. Uh-oh. He says, this is yeah. Mr. Flores. But, like, we know Joaquin's last name is Flores because I think Daniela says it earlier. But... And he says he's a big fan of Lito's movies. And he, ad- he admires him and he asks to take him to lunch. So, this is not good already that Joaquin is here. Yeah. Saying hello to Lito. <laughs> so... Now we cut back to Riley. And I love this discussion. This is actually very interesting. Uh, Riley's talking about how she's from Iceland. And Shugs says that his his friend told him, like, oh, there's there's two natural phenomena. There, there's two things that you have to see when you go to Iceland. It's uh, the Aurora Borealis, I believe, the, the Northern Lights, and Riley Blue. He says one is a natural phenomenon, and the other is just some pretty lights in the sky. <laughs> I kind of like, I kind of like that whole sentence. Um, but she's talking about how her father was a pianist 
and he always practiced at home and she would listen to him play music and she's talking about all the things she misses about it her father winter and saying that it was so quiet and so like still that you could hear your own heartbeat and bambi said she'd go crazy in that darkness but riley shares that people actually go more crazy in the spring when the sun comes back and then that's when most people in iceland try to kill themselves so the the most the most people try to kill themselves is in spring statistically apparently in iceland i wonder if that's true i think it's true but it makes sense if like most of the time it's dark there and everyone's like more accustomed to the darkness and the, yeah. and the winter and how it's like you know the sun can be overwhelming when it comes out yeah and bambi asks her if that's when she tried to kill herself because she can see the cuts on Riley's yeah face. i, I like, know i forgot what episode was but i noticed it in the past yeah with her i was like ah yes and she was like sorry australian for being too blunt <laughs> um <laughs> but shugs then reveals that he has a tattoo of every time that he tries 11 yeah 11 so he's got the he's got the marks and the ticks and everything tattooed onto him and he says uh with all the darkness in the world with everything going on he he goes through this whole speech which i wish i wrote it down and i wish it was on here because it's a great speech to be honest with you he said the madness in the world checking out it's the only choice that makes any sense and i think that was very interesting to hear i i i, I loved that whole speech about like the world being shit you know <laughs> yeah i resonate um but then we go to Sun, who we see her momentarily. She's stuck in traffic, and Mr. Jung keeps trying to call her. And she's like, I don't want to deal with this right now. So she throws the phone in the, on the seat in the car, and she says she's just going to walk. And she leaves the car. So she, her phone's not with her now. She doesn't, she doesn't want to be a part of that right now. She doesn't want to think about it. And back in Mexico City with Lito. Lito and Joaquin are having lunch, and Joaquin's talking about acting. And he's mentioning that in one of the movies, Lito slices open a man's throat. He's like, how did you, how did you do that? And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, all the blood. And he's like, it's a, it's fake. It's a prosthetic. It's not real. He's like, oh, so it's like for a second, this man is insane enough to be like, oh, he fully cut open his throat. Yeah. It was reminding me of, um, Erica mm. from Friends who like is, thinks Joey is actually Dr. Drucker Moray. Yeah. And actually believes it. And she's kind of like crazy in that sense. Yeah. That's why I thought I was like, oh yeah. I see that. Makes moment. sense. I definitely thought about that too. He like it's like he's a little it shows that he's a little detached from reality, just a smidge. Because mm. he does accept, oh, it's fake. Like but he is still a little Um yeah. So he's teaching he's like, no, but that's not for for your acting in the future, that's not how you cut open a man's throat. You have to go right for the jugular. And he takes the throat and he puts it right into Lidl's neck, like the edge of it, just right next to it. He like pushes it a little close as well. I'm shocked he didn't start bleeding. <laughs> Yeah. It's like really, 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 really there. And Lita's like, fucking Christ. <laughs> what are you doing? So this man has like intimate knowledge on how to cut a throat, which is a little scary. And Joaquin goes, look, we both know why we're here. You are fucking the love of my life. And he asks, he's like, look, if it's, if it's going to be anyone, I'm happy it's you. Like, look, if I was a girl, even I'd fuck you, you know? Yeah. Um, and he does admire him, so that that shows that like he 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 might be okay with him thing. But yeah. However, um, he asks if Daniela is happy with Lito, and Lito says, "Yes." She told me she's never been happier, and I'm like, "You see, you could have stopped it." Yes. 
I feel like it's worse that you've now said she's told me she's never been happier because now it's like it's made it worse for him. Like you could have yeah. stopped it. Yes. I think if you stopped it. Yes. This would have been a little easier for him to accept. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, it's it made it worse because he just he says, just like I told you, you've done it. You went right for the jugular. So. Yikes. He starts pulling out cash and Lito says, look, you don't have to pay. The lunch is free. And Joaquin says that sooner or later, everyone has to pay. So, not good words from Joaquin. It's very mob boss, yeah. (laughs) It's very, uh (laughs) uh-oh. Yeah. This won't go well. So, I'm sure we'll see him again. Uh, But now we flash back to Nomi, who's in the hospital. Nomi's arms and feet are now tied to the bed. Which is not good. Not good at all. But that, that's all we see of Nomi for a moment. We flash back to her in a moment. But first we go to Sun. And she's getting her hands wrapped by, I'm assuming, her teacher. Or from this point, I'm assuming her teacher. I know it's her teacher. Um, getting her hands wrapped. Looks like she's getting ready for a fight. And he said, I, kn- I knew that you'd always come back because this is where you belong. So that's our first kind of sneak peek into the fact that Sun is some kind of fighter. She knows like some yeah. kind of martial arts. I mean, our first peek was probably her smashing the desk. Yeah, I was going to say, after that, I was kind of like, oh, she has some skills. She has some skills. And if you want to be very technical, it goes all the way back to episode one when this man is making, you know, like, sexist jokes to her. The the guy when she was going to have a meeting. And she, like, was clenching her fist, like, a lot. Yeah. So that was a little tidbit into that as well. But this is, like, you really start to see, oh, she knows how to fight, apparently. So back with Nomi. Uh, Metzger and his team have brought Nomi to the surgical room. They're going to operate on her. They're going to do the little. Let me go over that again. They're going to do the lobotomy. Yep. <laughs> I couldn't say lobotomy. Um, and they're about to start, but the fire alarm goes off, and so they're like, "What? What? What is it now?" And apparently, someone set fire to the visitors' room. So he puts her under medical quarantine and has the nurse and guard take her back to her room mm. and as they're going back Nomi's remembering Amanita yeah. on the phone yeah. saying that uh, I will burn this building down before I let anyone touch that beautiful brain so it's implied in this moment that Amanita set fire to the visitor's room which fucking badass honestly yeah. <laughs> honestly I, w- I would fucking do it hell yeah <laughs> to save someone that's amazing I, I again this shows that Amanita is ride or die she does not give up yeah so, back in Nairobi, Caffius is considering pulling over in not a great district, because Jella's like, yo, why are, we, why are we pulling over here? It's a bit dangerous. He said, we haven't gotten enough passengers. We don't have enough money. We need to pick up more. And he sees someone, he pulls over, but then this gang ends up running out and stopping the car. And, or the Was band. she like a decoy? Yeah, she's a decoy. Okay, that's my thought. Yeah, she's a decoy, and they pull over, they pull up in front of them so they can't leave. And they run in and start taking all of their, like, valuables and money and anything they have, really. So the leader is inspecting cafes. And he's like, you don't have a dick this big. What's in your pants? And uh, he ends up finding the medicine. And Caffey's is begging him not to take it because his mm-hmm. mother is dying. And he says, I don't give a shit. So he takes, he takes the, uh, the medicine. And um, they also take a ring. From an older female passenger. Uh, yeah. and By the way, that dude's teeth were nasty. Yeah, they were nasty, yeah. So, I mean, I'm assuming the, the hygiene's probably not the best when you're in a gang. I don't know, but... It was like, <laughs> uh, and he was, like, saying something, and, like, his teeth were very prominent. I'm like, that was disgusting. Yeah. 
Not great teeth. Um, but they do totally. They take her wedding ring. She's begging yeah. them not to, but they take it. And so they, you know, kind of hit him. They punch him in the face. And they drive off. And Caffius is laying there, pants down, crying in the street. Uh, not great for Caffius. No. And, but now we, we kind of get this, uh, this, this, this most beautiful scene uh, where uh, we see kind of Will at the firing range. We see Sun getting ready for her kickboxing match. She's entering the arena. And the other fighter sees that it's a woman, and he's like, "I'm not beating up a woman." I'm like, "What do you know? Uh, this is this is this is gonna end in two seconds." And he's like, mm, "If you want to forfeit, you can forfeit, but then she wins. So yeah. either that or you fight her." And he ends up saying, "Smart money is on the skinny bitch," which is the title yeah. of today's episode, which I fucking love. That's one of my favorite titles, honestly. <laughs> There's a no, lot of titles right. in this. It's great. There's a lot of titles in this show. That's one of my favorites. And we switch back to Caffey's for a moment. And Caffey's tells Jella, look, I'm going to go get the medicine back. I'm not just going to leave this. Which apparently maybe is something he should do, considering Jella is like really worried about him. He's like, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, we drive a van. This is stupid. And he's like, no, you have a wife and kids. You stay. I'm going to go. And anyone else that doesn't want to go, get off. And the only one person who stays is the older woman whose ring was stolen. She said, I, my husband gave that to me years ago and he's not with me anymore. I want that ring back. Yeah. <laughs> we are getting that back. I'm coming with you. And I, I one of my, mo- one of my favorite quotes is like, not a big quote, but is that Caffey's just, when he hears that, he just goes, let's go get it then. <laughs> like He <laughs> doesn't question it. He's just like, let's go. Very badass. And Jella prays to Jean-Claude to protect them. Yeah. And it shows their their courage and everything like that they get from Van Dam. Like you see it a lot throughout the show as well about Caffius saying that he gets courage and and strength to fight from Van Dam because those are the movie he watched when he was younger, and this kind of comes back a lot. So he prays to Jean Claude to protect him, and switching back to Sun, we see her getting ready for the match, and they meet in the middle of the ring. And the man seems very bouncy and eager in his fighting style. He's like, yeah, all right, all right, I'll punch you in the face. And she's just standing there all calm and shit. And then she like swipes as he tries to punch her. And she's just very, very chill with it. She's like, this isn't a problem. I could beat you with a pinky. Like, (laughs) no problem. She is not worried at all. As this is happening, Caffey's catches up to the gang's cars and swerves them off. And they pull into an open space. And... Everyone's getting out of the cars. Everyone's about to fight. So Caffius exits the Natatu and approaches the car holding a metal pipe. And she's watching all this happen. The woman in the back of the van, she's like, Jesus. Like, obviously, she's not going to fight. I wouldn't expect her to. (laughs) But she is there cheering him on. And one of the gang drops his gun. And as he does, Will and Caffius kind of swap. And Will sees the gun, picks it up, and... Caffius kind of uses his skills to shoot in this instance as the car is coming towards them. And the driver of the second car kind of knocks him down and beats him up. So Caffius is on the ground. And Will's mm. Will's gone. He's not connected to him anymore. But Caffius is on the ground. He's beaten. He's bloody. He honestly is pretty much down. And so when we switch back to Sun we see her notice Caffey's on the floor of the kickboxing ring. Yeah. Saying, help me. And 
uh, this is one of my favorite moments of the whole fucking show is when he's about to beat him up again, beat Cassius up again. You just see a foot out of yeah. nowhere, stop his arm, and it pans down to Sun looking pissed. And she kicks their asses. I've literally, I've just, I've, I've written in this entirety here, just Sun kicks ass. Like, that's all yeah. I've written. That sums up. She beats up the guy in Seoul in the fighting ring, and she also beats up all the guys that are trying to beat up Caffius. And I, I, what's funny is I, I, I said that I've written this down more to explain it, but I, all I wrote was Sun kicks ass. So, but I do know, so I will explain it. Um, mm. The whole skill thing. Um, so what did you say you were unsure about as in terms of like the skills and like switching and how they access each other's skills? My biggest thing with that, like sometimes it's like, they're together. They can see each other. They can talk to each other. Yeah. Other times they become each other. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I'm not really sure how that works or how it's decided or like shit like that. So what I've kind of gathered from my watch through, I don't think it's like fully explained, but it's kind of implied that when they appear and talk to each other, it's when like they need to talk to, to each other. It's kind of instinctual. And as mm-hmm. opposed to like when they become each other, they don't necessarily become each other. It's kind of more like they access the other's skills. So while we do see Sun fighting in Nairobi, it's still very much Caffius and it's Caffius using Sun's skills. We're just we're just seeing Sun because she has those skills. Okay. It's just that he's accessing those. And they don't fully know how this works yet as well, which plays into it. So they can't fully, you know, visit each other yet because they're not sure how it works and everything. But Jonas does mention um does he mention did he already mention it no he didn't already mention it i'm sorry uh that's later on but it is very much a instinct like if if you if you feel the need to speak to someone or if if you're going through something that one of your other sensates knows how to Mm -hmm. kind of give advice for or explain then instinctually they'll pop in and go i don't know why i'm here but i feel like i need to be here to talk to you and then they'll talk kind of thing yeah. It's two different kind of experiences talking to and becoming. Uh, but the becoming is more of accessing another's skills rather mm-hmm. than talking. But they do talk to each other sometimes when they're accessing each other's skills. So that kind of all happens at once every once in a while, but not a lot. So mm-hmm. that's the best way I can explain it, kind of. Okay. If that makes sense. So Sun is done kicking ass. She goes back to her uh, uh, area. Soul. <laughs> and... Caffius uh, then stands up, turns around, and kind of stares down the gang leader. Uh, his name is Githu, Githu, I think. I might be pronouncing that wrong. Apologies if I am. Um, and he sa- he he vows to fuck him up. He's like, you're, you're fucked. You're done. Um, but they drive away because they figure, you know what? We don't want to die. So for yeah. now, for now, we're going to drive away. And the older woman in the Matatu, as the episode ends, smiles and says that he is he is van Dam. so and the the referee declares son the winner and that's where the episode ends after the kick ass i love it what what did you think of that scene i liked it that was really cool when son just when you see the foot it's just what an iconic the pause of the music you see a foot and then she just beats them all up is just one of the most iconic things i've ever seen i love it i'm obsessed um so mv mvp of the episode mvp i got mine mm. you got yours okay let me yeah 
Let me let me go through my brain here. Yeah, I've got mine. <laughs> Three, two, one. Sun. Sun. Yeah. What a badass. Yeah. I Too as great. you as you go through this, I'm wondering if you'll if you'll think this way too. But there's a lot of episodes where you might say Sun is the MVP. Cause she is have. there's just something about her where she will literally she, she's so good at fucking people up. <laughs> Like and I I enjoy that I enjoy watching someone fuck someone up and it's fun seeing that she had no care about like she's not like worried about it. she doesn't really give a shit she'll do it regardless exactly. it's great she's not worried because she knows she'll win because she is that confident in her abilities it's yeah. it's sexy <laughs> it is as I've said this many times I don't know if I've said it on the podcast I probably have um but I this is like my my catchphrase I say it all the time competence is sexy <laughs> it's confidence it's sexy. No, competence. I'm no competence. Competence is like you know what you're doing. You're doing something that you oh, you oh oh yeah no, yeah. Like if you have full knowledge of something and you know exactly what you're doing and you go up to someone and be like, "Oh, this 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 this," or you have a full perfect set of skills, if you know how to do something, it's fucking sexy. <laughs> yeah. It just is. I don't know what it is. It just is. <laughs> no, I I see that. It's just great. Um but yeah, absolutely sun was amazing this episode she kicked ass um she's dealing with whatever's in the folder which we don't know about yet but we will mm. and we'll know more about it in the next episode we actually find out what was in it and everything and what is going down that will be in the next one um but as far as vibes go let's grade you i so, don't think i did very well i don't know we'll see i don't think i did very well you didn't you <laughs> fucked up every single one it's funny because last week i got the first hundred percent this time i got the first zero percent yeah the um the first one was uh, i don't grade you on the title one but you guess it just in case like i I have you guess it just in case yeah you said hernando says it about danny and he does not say that about danny um as we go through i'm hoping these will become easier because you'll be able to figure out like storyline wise what's going on but we'll see uh, the first one was a message, which was Sun slamming her fist on the table, and that was her message to her father. You said Will. <laughs> um, I don't know why you said oh, Will. But you said I Will. don't know why either. I'll be honest. It's alright. We don't need to know why. We just need to know the character. So you said Will. We're wrong. Um, Great. Mister Fuck Off. You said Wolfgang, who actually wasn't in this episode. <laughs> I was gonna say I was like he's not even in this fucking episode. <laughs> he's not in the episode. No, he will be in the next one though. It kind oh, of like God. fluctuates with characters. So like sometimes a character won't even be in an episode. Uh, it depends on their storyline and mm. what's important and everything. Uh, a knife to the throat, you said, was Riley, which had to do all the drug things, I guess. But no, not not Riley. And kicking ass, you said, Will. Was not Will, it was Son. So, yeah. yeah. Sorry, you got none of those right. Um, hopefully this will get easier as we go on because you will be able Wilson. to like learn more about the storylines. But here are your vibes for episode oh, four. Okay. Episode four's title. If you, uh, I won't have you guess the the person for the title this time around because this title kind of encompasses everyone. So oh, the title is What's Going On. Valid. What's going on? Valid. I know, I figured you'd say that. Um and I will say the title has to do with one of the vibes. And one of the vibes that it has to do with is the best scene in the fucking show. <laughs> my or at least my favorite scene in the show. It's my absolute favorite scene in the show. I adore it. I, this, even though, like, I remember when I first watched Sensei, I went a few years without, like, having watched it again, obviously, until I rewatched it recently. And 
that but that scene i go back and i watch it at least once a month <laughs> i love this scene and you will know what it is when you see it you'll be like yeah this feels like an emma thing uh but <laughs> it's i love it it's one of my favorite things in the world but it has to do with the title as well and you will see why uh but your first vibe that you'll be guessing is diamonds diamonds think about it you should get this one right this is like the easiest one well, thanks. Um, <laughs> fucking my first thought. I my first thought, and this is so stupid. I know this is so wrong. My first thought was that Leto gives Danny diamonds like publicly to kind of like show, like you know, show. Maybe like I don't think a ring, maybe like a necklace or something, a bracelet. That was my first thought. I was like, why is this? Working? I'm gonna give you another shot here. It's so easy. <laughs> it, this, this is wow. like one, there's two of the easiest ones in this fucking thing. Three wow! Of the so that was so bad thing. that I get another shot. You wow, do. Okay. You do. You get another diamonds. shot. What the fuck did diamonds look like? Think about um, think think about where we've seen fucking diamonds before in the show. Have we seen diamonds in the show? Yes, we have. <laughs> Very important, like, like of, of of one character specifically. <laughs> Their whole storyline revolved around this. <laughs> For the first three ep- for the first two episodes. <laughs> Someone got diamonds. I'm giving you all the chance in the world here. Someone got diamonds. Oh my god, he wasn't oh no, he wasn't in this episode. That's why I didn't yes. think of it. It was fucking there Wolfgang. You go. There you go. Oh okay. my god, I was like, who the fuck is it? Like I was gonna say the um I forgot her name, the girl who's getting married. I was gonna say her. Kala, Kala. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, yeah, god. no. Oh yeah, Kala wasn't really in this one either, except for like one scene as well. Yeah. Um which makes sense, considering what happens later. Um, so our ne- your next one is a horrible brother. Oh, that might be Sun. We know she. We know she has a brother. We know she has a brother. And we don't know if anyone else has a brother, so I'm gonna say her. Okay. Because I'm not sure if we. Unless someone has a secret brother that shows up, I don't know. But I'm pretty sure she's the only one who we know confirmed has a brother. Gotcha. Gotcha. Your next vibe... Actually, you have one, two... You have three more vibes, because I'm going to take the best scene in the show and put it with the one up top, so forget that one, because it technically has to do with everyone. Um, So you have three more vibes. Jonas? He's back. He's back. And who is he going to be talking to, do you think? Oh, fuck. So we know it has to be either Nomi or Will. Mm. At the very least, he can only, like, mind talk to them. Yeah. And we know that he's in custody, and Will has a better chance of actually reaching him. Mm. And being able to talk to him, whether by mind or in person, I don't know. Fun vocabulary moment. We call it visiting. I'll forget that. But <laughs> I, I'm i going to say Will. Okay. The odds for him visiting Jonas are higher than Nomi, or, or I guess Jonas doesn't even know me because she, mm. you know, her doesn't know what the fuck's going on. We know in this episode that he was kind of uh, disappointed that Jonas got captured and he was like shit and trying to talk yeah. to him. Yeah, so. and we, he tried before, so he'll probably try, yeah. Okay. Next we have a vibe I'm just going to give you, like, you can guess it right, you cannot, this could be for jokes, who knows, but I have to. Hot damn. Because you keep watching it at sh- school, and I have to tell you every single time there is one. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um. Okay, hot damn. Good to know. I have to watch this episode at, at home, though. I watched it at home this morning. Or not oh. this morning, but Hell Friday yeah. morning. See, whenever. that's what you should do. You should not watch this at school. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't. But, like, sometimes I forget to watch in the morning or I'm busy because I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. Oh, damn. 
you can you can you can kind of guess if you want, but I'll I won't grade you on it. I mean, okay. I, I I need the points after this poor performance you, I just you put do. on. You do, you do. I will say this: um, the character that you have to guess that this scene involves is not the one having the hot damn. So they walk in on someone having hot damn. Kind of. <gasps> oh, Dashley! Help! I, I think it's Riley. I think she walks in on the other two having hot damn. And technically, and like, oh, I will give you that. I will give you this. Actually, technically, this involves two senseis, who are both not having the hot, hot damn. damn. Yes, and they're not having the hot damn though. It's oh, so it's like Riley walking on someone seeing a hot damn, and then they just show up in someone else's like room, being like, "What the fuck is going on? Where do you get in here?" I will. I. I yeah. I. I. What I was gonna do is, uh, you can guess one, you can guess two, but either way, if you get one of them right, I'll give you a point. You know, it doesn't okay. matter. Yeah, I, I definitely think Riley's one of them because I do think it's gonna be the two friend she made in this episode because okay. we know they're together yeah i don't really see anyone else having a hot damn yeah really. i see that riley and then your last one is a daring rescue there are two characters involved in this as well but i'll give you a point for either one you guys so i'm assuming the rescue is gonna be saving nomi at the mm. hospital do you want to guess the other character for uh, i'll give you an extra point if you guess it right I want to say Will, because we know that Jonas told him about her. He did, and yes. I feel like at some point he's going to go and try to save her. Oh, right. And then she, he's probably going to maybe team up with um, Dominica. And yeah. Maybe, I don't know. That's very, very That's what I'm going with. That's, those are, that, that's, that's all your vibes. You, you, I will say you've done pretty well, but we will see next week how well you actually did. Okay. So... That was Sense8, Season 1, Episode 3. Smart Money is on the skinny bitch. We will see you next week for Sense8, Episode 4. What's going on? Yeah, see you then. See you then. <laughs>